Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Sunday at 9 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey, here on News Talk 1590 KVTA. today. We're talking about lazy, lazy money. We're talking about money that earns nothing. It doesn't do a job. It sits in your bank account and it does nothing for you. We're talking about money that's exposed to taxes and it ain't doing nothing except giving it to the IRS. You need to get lazy money working and I've told you before and I'll tell you again. They don't know what to do. They want to stay liquid. Inflation's eating up everything they got put away. It's lazy, baby. Lazy, lazy money. We're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about how to stay liquid and get more than banks. We're going to talk about why so many people use short-term instruments for long-term planning. And over their life, they lose more and more and more because their money is lazy, baby. It's lazy like the song is. Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey, and I have so much fun kicking this show off and and working the board myself and doing everything. Hey, uh, you know, a little concept, a little music. It's always a great way to kick off the show. I am going to talk today about something that keeps coming up. I keep seeing in people's retirement portfolios over and over again. And I understand the circumstances of it. We live at a time when when people are getting from their accumulation phase where they're building and all they think about is just simple math of, you know, I'm going to add 30,000 to my savings this year, my Accounts are up 7%. They're down 5 Simple math. It's just addition of what you put in. That's just a plus sign in addition and either an up or a down on percentages. And that's the math. But when they get close to retirement, it's so much more critical to understand a projection of 30 years and what you're doing right now. Does it need to last 30 years? Is it going to have inflation? So what's happening is that we're doing this in a time where traditionally 
It used to be a very simple equation for mom and dad, particularly mom and dad that retired in the 80s. Because what they would do is they would stay at risk. They'd stay in the market. They'd have a heavy equities portfolio. They'd go through the bumps and bruises. But when you get close to retirement, you go from accumulation to preservation. You are too close to getting to where you now need the money. You can't get killed by a market fluctuation that delays your retirement. And by the nature of your age and the nature of your life planning, you must time the markets. That's a cardinal sin of investing. Don't try to time the markets. Don't figure you're going to take money out if the market's down. You must wait for it to come back. But man, when you're close to retirement, that's already in gear. So what are people faced with today? Mom and pop used to be able to take that money out of risk and put it in CDs and earn maybe 8%. Maybe if they was in the middle of the 80s, double digits in CDs and the bank would give it to them. And yeah, we had a lot of inflation, but man, what would you, what would you die for today to get 10% on a CD at the bank? So there's a native part of going into this part of your life when you're in the preservation mode prior to retirement and the distribution mode and what you did in accumulation can't be tolerated anymore. You've got to preserve and you've got to distribute wisely. The math is much more intense. Well, we live today in an era where people are so confused. They're so confused about where to go get that safety when The banks are paying 1% or less than 1%. I literally, I never mention names. I never describe things in a way that anybody would ever know who I'm talking about. But I had a person contact me today. I think probably really, I'll bet you, I don't know where the other case is. I had someone contact me with a million dollars saved for retirement, well into their retirement. And they had half a million totally at risk in the market. They were scared to death about it being in the market, but they had to get some growth somewhere. And the other half a million was earning 0.1%. So a total schizophrenic split. And yes, they will earn 0.1% because they want to stay liquid. Liquid for what? What do you think? And by the way, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of being wrong about markets crashing and about the next crash being around the corner. And we're going to be interviewing. You keep listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio every Sunday here on News Talk 1590 KVTA because we're going to go deeper and deeper and deeper, deeper than any of the shows into these issues. I've got economists lined up. We're going to go to their homes and their offices with a three-camera shoot and a film crew. You're going to see these interviews on our YouTube channel. Channel. You're going to hear them on KVTA and they are like, like, uh, what was the boxing robots thing we used to have? You know, bo- you know, I forget where they knock each other's block off and all that. I forget the name of those robots, but anyway, they're opposed. And I'm really interested in the opposing viewpoints of are things going to fall apart or not? So I think everybody else is. You know, like there are people out there that are saying the whole world economically is coming to an end tomorrow. But I've met some economists since, and I used to sort of purport that, but I purported it for so many years and it didn't happen. And now we're in the Trump years and I got it. I got to take a fresh look at this idea that the world's falling apart. We have the lowest unemployment in so long. 
We have so much. And yes, a lot of the world's in trouble, but not the U.S. What does that tell me? It tells me maybe that this is where all the money in the world's going to flow to because we're the only place that's put our act together. And and uh, I don't like to get political and I don't like to take sides of whose policies are what. But whatever the circumstances are today, America is a strong economy. And we've stopped even talking about the debt. And it's just it's an upside down world where now it's like the Republican Party that was so anti-debt is ringing up huge debts and was so anti-low interest rates is tr- putting people on people that used to be. Uh, opposed to low interest rates, they're putting them on the Fed board and they want to now lower interest rates more. And uh, you're going to meet an economist later this year that I'm going to interview that tells you there's so much more room to go up on debt and to keep interest rates low and that the result is so good in terms of this low unemployment that it is overwhelming the system with with the ability to manage all of this and keep growing. So what I'm trying to tell you is this, a little long-winded, but I think I'm I think I'm spewing out the same thing that rolls out in your head at night when you toss and turn, which is is the world coming to an end or am I missing the upside of a rocket ride? That's what we're all in the middle of. And so the result we see in people's portfolios is schizophrenic. They don't understand the purpose of the portfolio. They haven't strategically planned what is the portfolio trying to provide. And I did a workshop here just this last week, and it was very rewarding to do. It was rewarding to see people's faces uh, and, and to see that the data made sense to them and that it applied to them. And so uh, when I talk about we don't know what the portfolio is trying to do, which, by the way, is going to lead in the story we're going to cover today, which is lazy money. And, I'll t- and, and lazy money is the symptom of this schizophrenic indecision. I want to make gains. I'm really worried my gains are going to kill me. So I'm going to stay in the market. Okay, good. That's a potential. It's a long-term thing. You better not try to pull money out of that portfolio if it goes down. But I think you should participate in the market because we might have a lot of good years. But just to hedge my bet, just to make sure, I'm putting half my money earning 0.1. Now, here's the thing. If you took that lazy money and worst case scenario, you're going to hear today about liquid money, money that is available. And I can't get into the actual source on it. Cause the minute I mention the commercial entity's name, I have to give all their disclosures and disclaimers, but I will just say as a general sense, in fact, let's give you the disclaimer now for the show. All of this is for general educational purposes only. I am not selling a specific product. I am telling you as a, an observer of the economic world that these things exist and are out there and can be found. And if you want to have a uh, actual advisor on this, certainly you can contact us and we can talk one-on-one about your situation. But when you hear my show, I'm just observing as a guy who's got his nose stuck into all of this, what's out there. And there are liquid accounts out there that give 2%. 
2%. And it's just like a savings account. Now, you don't write checks out of it. It's a savings account. When you need money, you move it into your checking, you write checks. But the money sitting on the side for emergencies could be earning 2%. Again, I'm just doing a quick lay of the land here. I'm just surveying, okay? Here's one-year CDs, more lazy money. I'll get a little bit more. The national average, according to bankrate.com, for one-year CD is 0.88 because people don't know where to go or how to manage it. That's pretty lazy, 1.8 or 0.88. That's not even 1% on a one-year CD. And here's a rate, if you look a little deeper, uh, I've got 2.65% on one-year money. 265 Wow, little less lazy. Now, one of the things I want to talk about on the show is that you don't even, if you're earning more on your lazy money, there's a lot of ways this combines strategically. If you're earning more on your lazy money, you might not have to take as much risk with the money that you're trying for growth. In fact, you could almost divide this up into two different strategies of what are you trying to do with your money? And this is really, really strategically the crux of the mistakes people make. Some of your money is going to generate income. You don't put it, you don't take all one bucket and just try to use diversified portfolios, generate income and have safe money in it and have money at risk because you can't do it out of one portfolio. That goes back to what we've been talking about the last few years. If you put it all in one portfolio and you try to get income, don't plan on more than 2% income out of that portfolio or you'll you'll spend it too quickly for a 30-year retirement. And again, I'm talking here to people and the dilemmas they have when they get within five years of retirement and they go from accumulation to preservation and distribution. And that's why they're so confused because they're still using models that are sort of the diversified portfolio asset allocation that are not retirement strategies. They are investment accumulation strategies. But when you have to preserve and take income, it changes and people get confused. So again, going back to what they do to try to stay safe, it's so inefficient that it puts a lot more pressure on the growth and a lot more risk. But you could come down on that risk if you can get your safe money to earn more. So for example, and 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 the whole liquidity thing is just also another confusion point. A portfolio should have three purposes. There should be a liquidity factor in a portfolio. There should be a income factor. And there should be a growth factor. And the workshop we did this last week got into the fact that income should not be 2% of the portfolio per the 2% rule uh, that was originally the 4% rule that was developed by William Bergen in 1994 when bond rates were 8%. You can't do a 4% rule anymore. You'll totally blow your portfolio down to nothing. So you take a slice of it out. And that slice that you dedicate to income, you really make that play. And you can, in fact, get a guarantee, depending on how early you start and how much you shop, you can get guaranteed 5 to 7% withdrawal rates against that money. So that now becomes more efficient. Then you have growth. And growth, to be efficient, can't be drawn on when you need income. In other words, you separate it from the income so that if the market does crash, you can let that growth portion just ride until it eventually comes back. 
but you can't be forced to time the market by having to eat into a growth uh, part of a portfolio. It's got to be firewalled off. So income should be driving five to seven percent guaranteed withdrawals that you cannot, you can't outlive them. If the account goes to zero, you're still going to get that withdrawal. That lets you do more with the growth portion and not get subject to bad timing. And then if you need liquidity, which is what I'm talking about today is the liquid, the things I see people doing that are for liquidity plays that are, are devastating them and doing nothing. And again, I want to reiterate the purpose that the reason they're doing this is their strategic plans are very confused. They haven't separated maximize income for income, make growth step back and not have to be timed. Let growth do what it's doing over time and never have to dive into your growth portion at the wrong moment. And then if you need liquidity, let's go back to the CD rate. So one-year CD national average in the U.S., 0.88. You're looking in the wrong place. You can get one-year money guaranteed for 2.65. Five-year CDs, let's see, they're saying the average five-year CD in the U.S. is 1.44. Here's a five-year account that is 3.2%. Much better. Oh, and a funny thing about the 3.2% five-year account, first year, you want to take 10% out of it, bust it open, no penalty, take 10%. We're still giving you the interest on the rest. Year two, three, four, and five, 20% you can pull out. So you could literally, probably pretty close to defund the whole thing before the five years is up and still capture all of the interest for that was made during the period for the money that was left in. So uh, we've got more to talk about lazy money today. This is the first part of lazy money is money that is just You don't know what to do. You don't have a strategic plan for it. You're putting it somewhere that earns nothing because you want to kind of, it's your safety play, but it's not a safety play. If you're, once you're retired, it's, you know, you you put this kind of money away for liquidity. When people have half a million dollars put away this way, that is not a liquidity play. What are they trying to do? Buy two more uh, homes and rent them? Maybe if you're a real estate investor and and you're shopping for deals, but it's not normally a liquidity play. It's it's really being forced because of indecision to put your long-term money in a short-term place, and that's deadly. But that all being said, This is one part of lazy money. There's a second half I want to go into today also of what lazy money is. And that is money that is exposed to being ravaged by the IRS or by taxes because you're just not paying attention. So there's money that is not working for you. It's not working hard enough. But there's also money that is being taken away from you that doesn't need to be taken away from you. Now, I'm not going to go into a big in deep, you know, all the ways to get tax-free money or all the ways. I'm not a tax accountant. I'm not a tax attorney. I'm not a tax preparer. I'm not your tax advisor, but I'm looking at the lay of the land, but I'm looking at simple retirement planning and retirement execution mistakes people make. And a lot of people are paying taxes in retirement in, in the small minutia. 
I'm not talking about life insurance as a tax-free vehicle. And there are people that have done that. I know people that have done very well on it. But, you know, if you don't have 10 years to season that, it's kind of late to get into it. So it is a strategy that is great for people in their 40s. They should definitely be looking at tax-free strategies. But I'm talking about people that have already retired. And I want to talk in detail today about how people get taxed on their social security when they don't need to. The little, the little things that are just lazy, where someone's just not paying attention to what they're paying taxes on. Now, if you think that you have some lazy money and it needs to get to work and it's burning up, and, and in a minute, I'm going to go in a couple of demos of what the real cost of lazy money is. It's a real cost because When you have money that's earning 0.1%, it's losing at least 2.9% because of inflation. Let's just say, for example, we have 3.1% inflation and you have $100,000 earning 0.1%. The fact is that your purchasing power on that money over the year of 3% inflation, just lost $3,000. So your $100,000, by not even keeping up with inflation, lost $3,000. And we're going to go into that, what that looks like over multiple years. But here's what we're going to do with that lazy money sitting on the couch, doing nothing, burning up, eating sandwiches, and drinking beer, and watching TV, and it's not working. We are going to have, this week, for people that call in, a lazy money job fair. Now, we have lots of ways to put lazy money to work. And there is no lazy money that walks in the door that we can't employ and get earning something. There is much opportunity. We have the lowest unemployment we've had in decades, and that includes for your money. So we're going to get a good paying job for anything that your lazy money is qualified for. We don't ask a finder's fee to get that job. So there's no fee for it. And you know what? If we offer your money a good job that your money is actually qualified for and it doesn't want the job, you're not obliged to take it. But if your money is earning 0.1% in a CD uh, or one year CD, you know, we could give it the same job for roughly 2.65. Better deal on a hundred thousand, a few hundred thousand. That's at least getting close to compensating for inflation. If your money doesn't, is waiting for Hollywood to show up, maybe your money doesn't want a job right now because they know that the big opportunity is coming and it's going to get that big contract, but right now it's doing nothing at all. Well, if it wants to stay totally liquid in or out, There are jobs for money right now that are totally liquid that offer 2%. We'll pay your money 2% per year. It's better than 0.1. If your money wants to get a short-term job, this is all in our job fair. By the way, let me give you the phone number for the lazy money job fair. And there's a couple other things we're going to be offering today as well. So you better write the number down. Our new number is 844-STW-RADIO. For Straight Talk Wealth Radio, 844-STW-RADIO. That's 844-789-7234. 844-789-7234. That's also 844-STW-RADIO. So we're going to have a job fair where we're basically going to look at what is 
your funds that are lazy actually qualified to do. And that's an important step to qualify it. For example, maybe it is waiting for the big job and for Hollywood to call. Maybe you're a real estate investor and you think the next deal's around the corner. Maybe you think that the market is going to, the whole economy is going to crash any day now and you're on the side for that purpose. Then you may want to stay 100% totally liquid, no restriction. But if you're, and, 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 and maybe that 2% is what you need to do with that. But maybe your money wants to work for five years. It just wants a short-term job. Well, a five-year CD is paying 1.44%. That's a bad-paying job. Maybe it's looking for a better job than that. Come to our job fair. Call 844-789-7234. We're having a lazy money job fair. No lazy money will be turned down. We will look at all that is qualified to do and we'll get it a better paying job because instead of 1.44 in a CD, by the way, if you're in a 1.44 CD, which is the national average for a five-year CD right now, what happens if you try to take money out of that? What is the loss that you incur by breaking a CD? Well, what if we can get you up to 3.2% for five-year money? 3.2, better than 1.44, isn't it? And any year, in the first year, you want to take 10% back out, go ahead. And in the other years, if you want to take 20% out, go ahead. You're not really locked into five years. You could about 90% defund that over five years with no penalty. So, This job fair is a real opportunity for you to kick that money off the couch, for you to kick uh, the, uh, turn off the TV, stop having it eat your refrigerator up and eat you out of house and hole and get it to work for you. So that is one thing. Now I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about some other things where money gets lazy, where money just kind of gives itself away to the IRS. I haven't figured out a good characterization, a personification of that. But we're going to be doing a 1040 roadmap. And a 1040 roadmap looks at some of the simple things I want to talk about on where money is being taxed away in retirement and very simple sort of just not enough attention on mistakes that could be corrected. We'll be doing a 1040 roadmap too. That's included if you call, uh, if you want it. And we're also doing an estate stress test. This is where money gets lost in transfer from uh, parents to children. And I'm going to talk about all of these here again on the show um, before we're done. But I think you get it on the low interest rate money. And that money should be coming to our job fair, our lazy money job fair. No lazy money will be turned down. We can almost always get a better paying job for that lazy money. We don't charge any fee to find the job for the lazy money. And uh, we don't insist that the lazy money wants to stay lazy. Fine. But what we'll do is we will help you assess what that lazy money is qualified for. Does it want no strings attached job? Does it want a a one-year job? Does it want a five-year job? And we will find the best paying job that's out there for that. Uh, When you call 844-STW-RADIO, 844-STW-RADIO or 
844-789-7234. That's the Lazy Money Job Fair. That's the 1040 Roadmap, where we're going to help you discover where you're giving money away to the IRS on some simple things like dividends and interest. I'll talk about that again in a little bit. And uh, we'll do an estate stress test too. All right. I want to just go into um, really the big picture of what happens when you have lazy money that you don't pay attention to what it's doing and how much in the long run lazy money can really cost you. Now I have a sheet here and we'll, we'll make this available to everybody coming in the door for the lazy money job fair. And by the way, it's actually one-on-one. So it's not like everybody's going to show up here all at once because there's some personal conversations to have about your purposes for your funds and what your bigger picture is. That's a private matter. We give you a non-disclosure statement as well. So you know that we can't do anything with that information. So it won't be everyone showing up at once, but when you show up for your private uh, lazy money job fair, uh, we'll give you this flyer and it says lazy money, potential cost of liquidity. Now, this is a, again, I just want to stress in the background, the reason people are leaving so much liquidity on the sidelines is overall, they're confused about what part of their funds they want to have for growth and how much growth. And so they don't, they're, they're taking extra, they, they just don't get it. There's like three portions. You've got to dissect your portfolio into what part of the portfolio is for income. How efficient is it at driving income? What part of it is for growth? How much growth is your target for that? And how much risk are you willing to take for that? You may want maybe seven, eight percent growth would be plenty fine for you. Well, that's very achievable without the risk of loss. No, I want 15, 20 percent growth. Okay, fine. You're going to get that and you might lose 40 percent along the way. But if that's what you want, let's separate it from what you need for income and let's separate it from what you need for liquidity. And when people have too much liquidity, we typically know it's because they haven't parsed out the purposes of the portfolio and get each purpose working with its own benchmarks uh, that are not just part of a big blended thing that's trying to do everything. So this chart says lazy money, the potential cost of liquidity. And again, people have too much liquidity because they don't have defined purpose. But this just points out that if you had $100,000 sitting someone earning 0.1%, and this points to inflation as 3.5%. It's a little high, although right now we're seeing it in gas and we're seeing it in food. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start moving into 3.5% inflation. In our lifetime, we've seen double-digit inflation. Uh, when I got into the profession 20 years ago, we were showing 6% average inflation, which means that price has doubled every 12 years at 6%. So they're probably doubling right now every 17 to 20 in terms of doubling, but they're on the move right now. So this picks up on 3.5% inflation. If you got 0.1% of your lazy, 0.1% interest on your lazy money sitting in the bank, and inflation was 3.5, you've potentially lost 3,400 bucks of value on that $100,000. So you, it's cost you $3,400 that year to have your $100,000 sitting in the bank. 
Next year, if you do it again and you don't change, it's another $3,400. So now in two years, you've lost $6,800 by having $100,000 sitting there doing nothing with no well-defined purpose. Now, if its real purpose were liquidity, if it really were and everything else was in place, you just simply have to have liquidity for a certain purpose. Then we go back to liquid money can get 2% in some circumstances. One-year money can get 2.65. Five-year money can get 3.2 with the option to pull out 10%, 20%, 20%, 20%, 20% with no penalty. You can at least get that doing better. But if you take this and you let it sit in the bank for, let's say, six years, according to this chart, and we'll give you this lazy money, potential cost of liquidity on $100,000, inflation impact on purchasing power, and a hypothetical case study, and we'll give you this sheet, after one, two, three, four, five, six years, the cost of leaving $100,000 in the bank earning 0.1% over six years of 3.5% inflation means it has now cost you, you've spent $18,268 over that six years for the, for the indecision of having that money liquid. And that's all it is. It's indecision. You are paying a dear cost for indecision. So that's the first thing I want to cover about lazy money today. And if you call 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234, that's 844-STW-RADIO. Call and leave your information. We will call you back. We'll have you in. We will schedule a time for you to come in for the lazy money job fair, where we will figure out with you and evaluate what your lazy money is qualified to do. What job is it qualified to do? Should it be, is it really able to take long-term employment where it could be put to work, maybe earning seven or 8% safely, or does it need to just say, uh, I need maybe just for a year, I need a job. Okay. Then let's get it 2.65 and maybe I need a job for five years. Okay then let's get it earning 3.2. So again, we can always get it a better paying job if it needs to be liquid. And you may find that it's just misassigned. You don't, you're paying a dear cost for that liquidity and it could be actually employed in a way that combines some liquidity with longer term earnings, still keeping it safe. Because one of the reasons people are liquid is they don't want it at risk to try to get more growth. But that's a symptom that you haven't divert, you haven't, divvied up your portfolio specifically for the part that should be earning income, driving income at five to 7% rates down on you. Uh, You haven't divided up what has to be in growth, what the target is for that growth, and if you can do it safely. And you haven't really, therefore, in the middle, figured out what really needs to stay liquid for immediate use. And so all that just turns into lazy money. We'll help you at the lazy money job fair, but you need to call 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. There are no fees. We charge no fees to help you find a job for your lazy money. 844-789-7234. The next part of lazy money I want to talk about is money that is, let me see how I should personify this. This might be money where your money's working hard, but you're not paying attention. It is your child and you've left it in the park 
and you're not watching it. You're busy looking at your phone or you're busy living your life. And there's some creepy people in that park and you left your money there and you may turn around and find that some of it's been confiscated and it didn't need to, but you just weren't paying attention. Now, the most common situation that we see this in is when we look at a 1040. And again, we will do, I'm going to call this a 1040 tune-up. We'll do a 1040 tune-up by when you call that number two, if this applies to you. So you have dividends and you have interest and that's great. And a lot of people, when they go into retirement, they want to just kind of stay where they have dividend paying stocks and they have uh, interest paying bonds. So let's just say you're earning 6%, but if you can't camouflage and let's talk about social security too, because there's certain thresholds on social security. So the IRS says that if you're a couple, if you file a joint return and you make, you show less than $32,000 of income outside of your social security, then your social security is actually tax free. That's a pretty good deal. No taxes on your social security income. If you show less than 32,000. Now you might, if you look at that, you know, there's people that can live on that. Let's say they have 30,000 coming in uh, from regular income. And they have, let's say some people are getting $2,000. Some couples are getting $2,000 or even $2,500 a month on Social Security. $2,500 a month is another $30,000. That's $60,000 a year that you're living on. And half of it can't be taxed on Social Security. Smart planning, good planning. But you might be collecting internal to a bond fund or a stock fund or individual stocks, you might be collecting dividends and interest. If you're a smart investor, you got a large portfolio and it's churning dividends and interest, that has to get added if it's not in a tax-deferred environment. Now, if it's in your IRA, fine, it's not gonna show up, but people have it out of their IRA quite a bit too. So that adds to it. So the minute that those funds start pushing you over the threshold, particularly in non-IRA money, it starts to expose your social security. And the threshold is a big jump. So once you're making, as a couple, more than $32,000, let us just say you had $10,000 of dividends and interest. Maybe you were making thirty, dollars but now that's pushed you into the bracket between $32,000 and $44,000. 50% of your social security is now taxable income. Let's say that you uh, make 15,000. So you went from 30,000 to 45,000. Just, and it's 15,000 of dividends and interest. You just pushed 85% of your Social Security into a taxable income. So why would you leave money that's maybe you're not even spending? Particularly, that's the key part of this. If if you need sixty thousand to live on, but there's an extra fifteen thousand in dividends and interest that you don't even use, but you take in and you don't otherwise tax defer it legally, which can be done. And this is part of the service we're offering: is a ten forty tune up. 
to look at this. This is again, what I mentioned early in the show are these little small places where people are just not paying attention. They're leaving the children in the park to be bothered by some pretty creepy people. And they're just busy doing other things. And they're not seeing that the children are being left untended. We will do a 1040 tune up to make sure that that is happening as little as possible because just that $15,000 difference went from none of your social security being taxed to 85% of it now being taxed. I wouldn't say that's lazy money. That's money working for you. It's lazy mom and pop. It's lazy mom and pop not watching who's got lesser than noble intentions towards the children. So let's go through this again, and I'm actually going to read from a uh, presentation that I did last year on Social Security, and where I kind of really took some time to break this down on a PowerPoint. Let's see if it translates. Let's First of all, I'm just going to take an individual filing. This would apply just on a higher scale to a couple, but the principles are the same. Individual filing, and I think this was 2018 terms. I don't know if 2019's changed a bit. 0% of your tax of your benefits, of your social security benefits are taxable if outside of social security you make less than $25,000. So if you bring in less than $25,000, let's say your social security is uh you know $20,000 as an individual or 25,000, you could be having uh, forty-five dollars to $50,000 of total income and security social security would not be taxable. That, Non-Social Security money becomes taxable once you hit $25,000. Once you do that, between $25,000 and $34,000 of income, 50% of your benefits are taxable. And if you go over $34,000, now 85% of your benefits are taxable. So we have a single fellow and he brings in $25,000 of taxable money, but it's not a Social Security liability. He's got $25,000 to has to pay taxes on it, but it won't affect his social security. So the 25,000 he gets in social security is tax free. But let's say on the side, he's got another $300,000 that's earning 5% interest. That is a total of $15,000 of interest. So he's got $25,000 taxable money, but it's not a social security liability. He's got $25,000 of Social Security coming in. That's tax-free. But now he's got $15,000 of interest. And what does that do? Well, the $15,000 of interest just moved him from zero of his Social Security being taxable to 85% of it being taxable. So Social Security was zero liability to pay taxes on. Now the $25,000 he got on Social Security 21,250 of that 25,000 is there to be taxed. So I want you to see what's happening here because this guy who brought in the 15,000 of interest, just that change didn't just add $15,000 of taxable income. It added 15,000 plus 21,250 of the social security. So by going from no social security taxable to being fully taxable, that $15,000 of interest that was not otherwise tax deferred or put away somewhere where it could be earned but not taxed, and I'll tell you how in a minute, I'll tell you what the key is, but that $15,000 actually bumped his taxable income up $36,250 
from not having it. Because 21,250 of the Social Security is now taxable just because he moved it into a high enough bracket that it went from zero of the Social Security taxable to 85 of it taxable. So his taxable income by bringing in the $15,000 of interest and not otherwise properly sheltering it bumped him up 36250 in new money to pay taxes on. Now, that's such a big jump that what it actually did is when he was only responsible for the $25,000 of taxable income and Social Security wasn't on the table, then he was actually in a 12% tax bracket at that point. That $15,000 of dividends and interest exposed not only engendered $36,000 more money to be taxed because it brought in all the Social Security money to be taxed, it bumped them from a 12% bracket to a 22% bracket. So it also raised the rate at which he's been taxed. He's like double and triple penalized for simply letting dividends and interest that he might not even be spending and And mind you, you can get pretty high on this before this all kicks in if you play it right. If you're a couple, you could be bringing in $60,000 and pay no money on your Social Security taxes. But once you cross the threshold, which is a very small threshold because you weren't looking at your dividends and interest being exposed, then you not only brought in a big chunk of money from Social Security that's suddenly taxable, on top of the money that you forgot to put in a tax-deferred place, uh, you also bumped your tax bracket up to a higher tax bracket. That's a double pain. Now, it's a very simple answer, and we will look for this, and we will help you identify it when you call 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. And by the way, if I haven't made it clear, we are, first of all, the show is Straight Talk Wealth Radio. We're here every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. on News Talk 1590 KVTA. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. I've been doing the show for 10 years in Southern California. Okay. I hope you find this information useful and beneficial, but the point is we will do a 1040 tune-up to help you look at if there are situations like this. And this, like I say, I'm not trying to do a big stroke. Of I'm not looking for huge tax shelters. I'm not looking to change everything you do. We're just looking for these little leakage things that really add up that are inefficient. And we can spot those on a 1040 form. We're happy to do a 1040 tune-up. There's no charge. There's no obligation to do anything with us or to have us help you otherwise. But we're totally willing to sit down and indicate this and find some solutions if you want to know how you can get this down. But you got to call the number and we're actually, let me also reiterate, we are in the American Legacy Solutions Studios on the corner of Victoria and Telephone Road. If you haven't been listening to the show, the new Straight Talk Wealth Radio since we've been back on the air in 2019, we are broadcasting out of the American Legacy Solutions Studio housed in our financial service office, American Legacy Solutions. We're on the corner of Victoria and Telephone Road in Ventura. So you come in here, we will do a 1040 tune-up and we'll look for these areas where you're jumping tax brackets and the answer to this and write this down very simple answer to start to get some of this exposed leaving your money to molesters in the park 
is you went for if you're in an IRA, then you won't be charged uh, for all your interest, although you're going to have a problem of required minimum distributions, which are also a liability on bumping your taxes up. And there may be solutions for that. There may be offsets. Okay. But the bottom line is if this is coming just annually, it's exposed to taxes by getting dividends and interest. And it's probably what's called non-qualified money. It's not in an IRA. You can create non-qualified tax deferred accounts. That is the simple solution. If you're being taxed annually on dividends and income that you're not actually living on, you're not actually spending them, then you shouldn't be taxed. Those should get, those should grow tax deferred. And all you have to do is get a non uh, uh, what's called a non-qualified, meaning it's not an IRA or 401k, a non-qualified tax-deferred account. We can help you find those. We can find some that are earning very, very well because we don't want to put your money where it's going to be lazy, even if you've been lazy about watching out for the dirty old men in the park that want some of your money that live in Washington. <laughs> it's nice having your own radio show and be able to say these things in public and, and get paid for it. But anyway, uh, so the point is we'll do, we will do, we've got a lazy money job fair going on. If your money's not working, call 844-789-7234, come into the lazy money job fair, and we will get your money working at a higher pay rate than you've probably got it already sitting there and it's sitting on the couch, drinking your beer and eating the food in the fridge. We'll get it to work. We'll get a higher pay grade than it's had. And we will also do a 1040 tune up for no cost, no obligation. Number for that is 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. Take advantage of this. I mean, what's the worst that can happen that you find out you can make a higher interest rate? What really is the worst that you could get a higher interest rate than you're getting on your lazy liquid money that you could save some money in taxes? You're not ob- ob- obligated to do anything. It is, yeah, it's a great way for us to make relationships. It's a great way to do something that is a loss leader for our business, that people are impressed. We took care of them. We didn't obligate them. We we did better for them. Yeah, we build a relationship. They know us in the long run. What's the worst that can happen by picking up the phone and calling and just simply getting some help on these matters to get your lazy money working better and to get it watched more closely and not being maybe quite quite as uh, taken up by the IRS. The number's 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234, for the Lazy Money Job Fair and the 1040 tune-up. Now, there's one other place I want to talk about really quick while we have some remaining uh, minutes left in the show about lazy money that transfers to next generations. And this typically happens on qualified plans. One of the things we do see quite a bit too often is that people make uh, a trust, a living trust, the beneficiary of an IRA. I don't know that you want to do that. Some attorneys will advise you of this, but I also want to indicate I don't know your attorney personally, and I don't know what he's like and what kind of character he is of, but realize that when an, uh, an estate is settled, The attorney is not paid uh, by the job. 
I'll settle your estate for X, Y, Z. If he was paid a flat rate, then as little work as possible that is part of that job, he'd want to do. He'd want to make sure that you're so locked up tight before you pass away and before any money moves that he has to spend that 30 minutes on it and gets paid the straight fee. But they don't work that way. They get paid by the hour. The more things they can handle and do, the more convoluted or complex your estate is, then uh, the more that they've got to do that they can charge when they settle an estate. And that is big business settling an estate. Now, I'm speculating here about intentions, but when we see an IRA put in as a beneficiary, that the trust is the beneficiary of it, there's no need for that because most, in most cases, qualified money will take a named real person as a beneficiary and it will move to that person in the, the literally the brokerage house or the insurance company writes the check and they send it to that person. There's no probate reason to have it otherwise. Now, by doing that, that person has the potentiality if things are done right. But one of the potentialities is to either uh, get that put with RMDs at their current age, required minimum distribution. So they're going to have to defund it. If you didn't defund your IRA, your inheritors are going to have to. They're going to be forced to. And they're going to pay taxes on that money. But obviously, they'd probably like to defund it slowly rather than rapidly. So if it just comes to them, they may have to do it depending on how things are set up. Talk to your tax advisor about this. They may have to do it at your rate. If you started your RMDs, they'll probably have to uh, continue the RMDs at your rate. If you haven't started them, I believe that they can do it at their rate. And if they're younger, that could be a very slow rate of defunding it, which works in their favor. But if you name a trust, then, then the IRS can't force a required minimum distribution based on a real person with a real lifespan. So maybe you want three kids to have it. You should name those three kids proportionally as beneficiaries. So in worst case, the oldest one uh, age is going to be the required minimum distribution for all of the children. That's how that goes. They don't then go into what each one is. But typically, the oldest one forces the required minimum distribution. And they have time to defund that. But if, if you name a trust... The whole IRA has to bust open and be taxed in one big lump to then go to the inheritors. I don't see the logic in that. You don't need to do that for probate reasons, and it's a tax time bomb. So that is one problem I want to recommend is take a look and do We will do a beneficiary audit if you want. We understand this. We can look through all your beneficiary setups and, and update them with you. We won't make any money on it. We don't care. It establishes a good relationship. We'll be happy to do a beneficiary audit if you call 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234, 844-STW-RADIO. And lastly, while I have two minutes left, let me also tell you that there are accounts if you plan ahead that will do that have what's called tax neutralizer elements to them sometimes there's a small fee sometimes not 
And what that will do is that will say, hey, the account is worth X, Y, Z. It's a, it's a, it's a, a qualified account, meaning it's, you know, an IRA or 401k. It's a qualified account. And we know that the taxes will be due when you pass away. But if we, for a very small fee, we can add a neutralizer kicker on that, which when you die adds 30% to the account. And the 30% is used to pay the taxes. So that the full value of the money actually goes to the inheritors and the insurance company that holds that account pays the taxes. Typically, it's like a 30% bump on the account upon death. What a great way to offset death taxes. Look, we're out of time, but I just wanted to really point out to you today, it was important for me to talk about lazy money. And there's two people that could be lazy. One person is your money itself. It's just not working for you. But then you can be a lazy parent. And we will help you with all of this by coming, bringing you to the Lazy Money Job Fair and 1040 Tune-Up. All of those. And we can help you see if there's going to be taxes due later on, if there's taxes you're paying now that you shouldn't. Uh, that's the 1040 Tune-Up. Or we can just do a job fair and figure out how to get that lazy money off the couch and doing more for you. And a lot of times we find that it's misappropriated, uh, that the liquidity uh, is not such a factor. The liquidity is just a symptom of not understanding strategically how to arrange the functions of the portfolio into income, growth, and liquidity. We'll help you do all that, but you got to pick up the phone and call 844-789-7234. 844-789-7234. That's 844-STW-RADIO. Uh, nothing to lose. No fees for this. Uh, we're, it's totally a loss leader for us, but we're happy to do it. And the worst it could do is get your money earning better and keeping more of it. 844-789-7234 for the Lazy Money Job Fair and the 1040 Tune-Up. 844-789-7234. 844-789-7234. See you next week. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion of financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialists and insurance services. California license 0E48147.